This is the Life Truth Network. Welcome to Life Truth Presents, a clean fiction podcast. If it's clean fiction, it's fair game. My goal is to come alongside Clean Fiction Magazine over at cleanfictionmagazine.com. They sell their quarterly publications on Amazon. If it's not the type of thing covered in CFM, I want it to be here. That gives you, the listener, access to even more clean fiction. You could even hear interviews, game reviews, featured audio drama reviews, and some of the dramas themselves. I want this to be big. Welcome to Life Truth Presents, a clean fiction podcast. This is the 13th episode, and today we hear from one of the summer 2023 clean fiction magazine shows, The Temp. And we revisit an interview I did with showrunner and star Michael Wilhelm. Fall 2023 edition of Clean Fiction Magazine is coming closer all the time. As a matter of fact, the cover reveal for the fall issue will be on September 1st. You can keep an eye on Clean Fiction Magazine on Facebook or cleanfictionmagazine.com for more on that. Today we hear a special episode because I'm taking the material from Protectorate Productions Comedy Showcase, a special episode that featured Michael Wilhelm and The Temp. I interviewed Michael Wilhelm, and in a sense, I guess you could say he interviewed me as well. It was a great interview, and it is a good experience to have been able to interact with him. So... I'm very thankful to have been able to do that, and I'm also very thankful to be able to share that with you. Here it is, the interview with Michael Wilhelm, and an episode of The Temp. I apologize for the audio quality on this, but here we go. Michael Wilhelm has produced a great family-friendly comedy called The Temp. Why don't you tell us about it, Michael, and um, what's the best way people can find it? The Temp is an ongoing series about a man by the name of Bernie Felger who bounces around from temp job to temp job hoping to get himself a permanent position somewhere. And generally, at the end of each episode, the job that he is currently working at doesn't quite fit for him, and he ends up going back out onto the street looking for his next temp job. And that's the premise of the show. It is a comedy, so it's a lot of fun, and a lot of the jobs that he gets entangled with are pretty ridiculous. So we have a lot of fun with that premise. Where can you find it? Well, I generally send people to Apple iTunes. That's generally the immediate link that I send people to. However, you can pick it up on Google Play, uh, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, just about any podcast platform has it. You can even ask your Alexa. Say, you know, Alexa, show me temp by Michael Wilhelm, and it will generally bring up the latest episode that we have posted, and currently right now I think that's uh, Royal Flush. I would like to say a word about uh, a website called Dramafy, which the temp is on. All of the episodes are there. Dramafy is a website that you need to set an account for to get in. It doesn't cost you anything, and you can listen to all these wonderful uh, audio dramas uh, for free. Uh, there's generally commercials inserted in them, and uh, that is the case with the temp. However, the commercials generally are like before the show and after the show, but you had mentioned that you liked the fact that the temp was family-friendly, and there are a lot of programs on Dramafy that are family-friendly. Now, not all of them are, but you can generally tell by the title whether they're family-friendly or not, um, but they've got a lot of family-friendly programming uh, on that uh, on that website, my favorite one one of my favorites is the Colonial uh, Playhouse, where they do all sorts of classics. I fell in love with their uh, program of um, Captain Blood. They did Treasure Island. They did Solomon's King Solomon's Mines. I mean, they did a lot of nice stuff. And there's a lot of other programming in there too. So I would like to throw a a bug in your ear to check out uh, Dramafy if you get a chance. Now, what I would like to ask you, I've got questions for you. Um, <clears throat> how did you get into audio drama? This is generally an archaic art form that not a lot of modern people have gotten into. Now, I know that's become more popular since, you know, the internet and podcasting and everything, but how did you happen to get in 
to listening to audio dramas. I'd love to know that. What got me started? I think OTR dramas and podcasts like the Sonic Society. I'm a terrible artist, uh, but I can bring my stories to life in an audio drama. What inspired you to write this show? Uh, were you ever a temp? I was, but it was uh, manual labor, not secretarial type stuff. Did you have any temp experiences? Um, yes. As a matter of fact, I was. Um, I had just graduated from acting school out in Los Angeles, and uh, in order to keep uh, the lights on and to uh, pay for my place that we were living in, I had to have a, a job until the acting career took off. And so as a result, I um, basically had to temp. And I had some really cool temp jobs. One of my favorites was working through Universal Studios. I was there a lot, not as an actor, but as a temp. And I was in some of their secret offices, and I got to see how they did some of their creative work. And a lot of what I experienced as a temp, I was able to work into episodes of the temp. For example, I worked at a place called um, uh, Gameworks, which was a derision of DreamWorks. And it was back when um, uh, video games were not something that you brought home, but you went to a video game place and played them publicly and these guys were designing all sorts of video games and they had the offices imaginatively put together one guy had an office that was set up like um uh, uh sam spade and uh, archer's detective agency and they had their um their conference was a circus tent and it was just amazing the creativity that just went crazy there. And so I used that a lot, especially that one I used a lot in the second episode of The Temp. But yeah, I had a lot of uh, a lot of fun experiences. I worked for a company called Avon. You may have heard of them. Um, and I was actually the only guy in the office. The rest of them were all girls because it was, you know, a makeup company. And so that was kind of an awkward situation. So I worked that into an episode of The Temp. It was a lot of fun to take my past experiences and apply them to this particular uh, venue of creating a podcast audio drama. Do you have a favorite moment in the show? Yes, as a matter of fact, I do. Um, in episode, I think it's episode eight, which is the last episode of the first season, um, Bernie is caught in the rain. I believe the episode is called Tardy. And at the end of the episode, he's in a rainstorm, and we were trying to figure out how he wanted to do the rain. I mean, obviously, we got sound effect records and, and done rain sounds, but because we're doing the temp in front of a live audience, and we have that energy, you know, there sitting there watching us, um, we wanted to take advantage of that. So what we ended up doing is we had the audience randomly start to snap their fingers, and then gradually go to slapping their, their laps as they were sitting there. And it sounded wonderful. It sounded just like the rain was supposed to sound. And so through that whole scene where he's in the rain and he's, he's screaming at some guy through the window and he's talking to Freddie on the phone and there's rain pouring down, that's our audience actually snapping their fingers and slapping their laps. And it sounds absolutely magical. And it was. It was a very magical moment um, for the temp. That's a brilliant way to do that sound. Okay, now time for one of my questions. You had John Bell on your show, uh, and you played part of his uh, of his shows on your show, um, John Bell's um, Bells in the Bat Free. And um, I was curious, how did you how did you run across him? How did you contact him? How did you get in connection with him? Um, because his show is very unique, very interesting, and uh, to hear it on your show and to hear you promoting it and talking about it. I was curious as to, uh, you know, are you guys really like close buds or are you just, you know, professional acquaintances or how does that work out there? John Bell makes using his material extremely easy. All I had to do was ask. I love his sense of humor uh, and also his attitude. He's always there to lend a hand or give advice. And one of the reasons is that he remembers when he was where I am today. His kindness and his talent combined to make this amazing guy. I've listened to his show uh, quite a bit, and it reminds me a lot of the Stan Freeberg show. I don't know if you ever caught any of the old uh, recordings of his radio show, but uh, his Bells and the Bats Free uh, sounds a lot like uh, Stan Freeberg's uh, Stan Freeberg show, which was, I'm not sure what year that was that was put out in, but that was a good show.
What city do you record in? Fort Wayne, Indiana. We're just below the Michigan border between you know Indiana and Fort uh, in uh, Michigan. We're just below the border, about gosh, maybe a hundred miles or so. And then we're also about a hundred miles um, west of the Ohio border, Indiana, Ohio, sort of a tri-state area right there. And Fort Wayne is uh, is a, it, it started out as a pretty small town. It's a pretty good sized town now. I grew up here, and as I grew up here, I also. Um, moved away to Los Angeles for 20-some years, and then we came back. And so we are here in Fort Wayne creating our radio broadcast. Were the actors people you already knew, or were they casting special? I'm actually part of an acting troupe here in Fort Wayne called All for One Productions, and we do stage productions. We do four of them a year. And so I have a corral of actors that I can call on. And at first, when I came out with the idea for The Temp, uh, I wrote up three scripts, and I sent them out to various people that I thought would be interested in them. I didn't hear anything back right away. I thought, oh, they hate them. They're not going to, you know, you know how insecure actors and artists can be. And so I didn't hear anything. And then eventually I sent a, um, a, a note out saying, hey, did you, did you get my script? Did you read them at all? And they sent me uh, a note back saying, oh, yes, they're great. We really want to do it. And this one gal who was the artistic director at the theater company said, hey, we, as a theater company, could sponsor you doing this. Uh, we got people that we can pull on as actors to perform. We've got some tech people that we can work for this. Let's do it. Let's find a coffee shop and let's do this as a live performance. So that's how it got started. And we have a plethora of actors that I can draw from. I don't even have to have auditions. I just say, you're playing that part. You're playing this part. You're playing that part. Well, the gal who plays my wife, um, Lorraine Knox, she plays Penelope. I wanted her to play my wife from the very get-go. Her voice was perfect, and she's just got the great acting skills of really making a natural connection. And I think we have good chemistry together. I think so. And it was a real joy for me to get my daughter, Josette Wilhelm, to play the part of Menorah, our daughter. And I think she did a really—she's doing a very remarkable job. I'm very pleased with that. And so we've had a a lot of fun uh, just drawing from the the talent— uh, pool that we have at our uh, beck and call. So, yeah, that's where that all comes from. And I think you had a follow-up question about where they cast special. Yeah, that was the second part of your question. Um, pretty much when I write a script, I kind of know who I want to have play the part because I know the actors so very well. The real magic of the thing is, and I have to be really honest with you about this, I'll write a script and I've got an actor in mind and I know how the actor talks and I know how the actor performs. So I can kind of, you know, gauge my writing around that. And then I get that actor in there and the actor does something completely different and it works. And it's just like, wow, that was even better than what I wrote. So yeah, the actors really make it shine, I think. John Bell and his wife did that one. At the end of the script, like a dog, John Bell improvs his dog speech and his wife adds, now you're in the dog house at the end of it. It was great, and it rocks when stuff like that happens and works out so well. And I tell you, one of the people that can really pull it off is indeed John Bell. Comedians are already nuts. However, if the statement, you are what you eat, were true, what nut would you be? Okay, so you have, uh, your next question is, uh, comedians are already nuts. Yes, that is true. However, if the statement, you are what you eat, were true, what nut would you be? I would have to probably say coffee. Yeah, definitely coffee. I like coffee. I, I, I really like coffee. I haven't dr- I've been drinking coffee as much as I used to, but I really, I really like coffee. So I would have to say I'm a coffee nut. Um, as you go into acting school, one of the classes that you, uh, that you have to attend in order to become a bona fide actor is Coffee 101. Um, they teach you how to make coffee on set. They teach you how to drink it properly. And of course, drinking it on screen or on stage, that's a whole nother thing too. So you got to learn all this sort of stuff. So yeah, I would have to say, yeah, okay, coffee. Coffee works for me. I had no idea coffee was a nut. That makes chock full of nuts brand a whole lot easier to understand. It makes more sense now. Was your goal to provide family-friendly entertainment or did it just happen that way? Tell us about that, and if it's on purpose, first, thank you, but also tell us why that is. 
All right. Well, I would have to say that I can only write what is in me. And growing up, I was exposed to family-friendly entertainment consistently. Um, all the Disney movies on TV, The Dick Van Dyke Show, The Andy Griffith Show, Gilligan's Island, That Girl, um, all those shows were family-friendly. And so that's how my mindset works. And one of the things that I ran into when I went into you know studying theater seriously, because I thought, hey, I want to do that with my life. I want to... Uh, I want to create family-friendly, you know, I, I just want to, I want to create drama that people can watch, you know, and my mindset was on family-friendly stuff. I get into studying theater with the, uh, the higher echelon of theatrical people, and I find that they look down on that, thinking that it was not real true drama, that real true drama is gritty and dirty and messy and sexy and all that sort of stuff, and I'm thinking, oh, what a disappointment. To me, when I watched something like Leave It to Beaver or or any of those old shows, it, it was something that kind of uh, made me aspire to be that good as a person. And um, all this other stuff that's coming down the pike, it's like, oh, it's terrible, life is awful, and you might as well just do yourself in because you're not going to get anywhere. It's hopeless. And I thought, whoa, this is not this is not what I. No, this isn't how I'm thinking at all. And so it was very disappointing in trying to get work where everything was so contrary to what I felt within myself. So when we moved back to Fort Wayne and I got involved with a theater company there, um, I was given the opportunity to write stuff that I liked and uh, express the things that were in me. And it just happened that those things were very family friendly. And that's how that worked out. Um, I can't, I don't know if I could be gritty if I had to. But that's pretty much how it works for me. Okay, so I think that concludes all of the questions that you had for me. Um, I just wanted to ask, how long have you been doing this? And how did you get into uh, making your own production and figuring out how that all works and everything like that? Who were your inspirations that inspired you to create the, the show that you currently have online? and uh, entertaining people and things like that. And what kind of things tickle you? And what do you like to write about? And I will look forward to hearing your answers. I love adventure stories and good, clean, silly comedy. When I got my first iPhone and saw how easy it was to podcast, that got my foot in the door. I started with sermons, audiobooks uh, of my own material, uh, followed by comedy. The audio drama came along later as certain audiobook files were lost. And I thought, why don't I just make them better than before? That's the kind of thinking that brings great things about. Sounds like you're on the path to some really exciting creative projects. And I'm glad that I had an opportunity to be a small part of what you're doing and encourage you on your on your journey. Uh, I really appreciate the time that I had here with you. Um, I enjoyed your questions. And I wish you the best of luck. And that's Michael Wilhelm. Don't miss the temp. You may need him one day. And speaking of the temp, here's episode one to get you hooked. The security office of the PB&J Logistics Company. A bedraggled stranger enters who has lost his way. Hi, I seem to have lost my way. Sorry, I don't give directions. The man's name is Bernie Felger. My name is Bernie Felger. He has wandered a long way. I've been wandering a long way out there, back and forth, trying to find the entrance to this place. Well, yippee for you. He has come to fulfill his assignment. L listen, I've come to fulfill my assignment. And who would you be exactly? Bernie Felger, the bedraggled stranger, the lost wanderer who is on a personal quest for gainful employment. But in the meantime, he is obligated to fulfill his current assignment as a temp. I'm the temp. This is his story. The Temp, a double M production starring Michael Wilhelm as the temp. Also starring Lorraine Knox as his wife and featuring Larry Bauer, Jaden Moore, Scott Kump, Bridget Bogdan, Teresa Bauer, and Dennis Nichols. Today's episode, Voices. You're late. Well, like I said, I couldn't find the entrance. I mean, your sign's not even lit up. You've got all the windows boarded up. They had some trouble. Come on. Trouble? What, what, what kind of trouble? 
I don't know the whole story. I just know that you caused me to be late ending my shift. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I okay, here we are. You are to work in here. Where is everybody? Out. Where is the supervisor? Uh, not here. Are they coming? Eventually, I suppose. Well, is, is there another security guard? You're it, bub. I'm the night guard and you're the day shift. Well, what am I supposed to be doing exactly? Beats me. Well, why is it so dark in here? Trouble. But, I, what have I gotten myself into? Hello? Anybody here? So dark. I can hardly see my way around here. Wait, that, that looks like an office of some sort over there. Hello, hi, I'm the temp that you ordered. No one here. And, and no, no lights? But the radio's going? Now, how is it? Oh, batteries. It's like everyone just disappeared. There's a pencil still in the sharpener. Stop that. Just stop it. Your imagination is, is running wild. There has to be a logical explanation for this. All right, I'm calling Freddy. How can I help you? Freddy, Freddy, this is Bernie Felger. Bernie, hey, you there yet? Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, I'm here. You get logged in? Oh, yeah, um, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Um, but, Freddy, there, there's a problem. What's wrong? There's something missing here, Freddy. What's missing? People. There are no people. I'm looking around here, and, and I see a half-eaten donut, coffee setting out, a book that's lying open. I think somebody was clipping their nails. But everyone is gone. It's just like the Mary Celeste. Who? Oh, you know that ship that they found adrift 100 years ago? The crew was missing. No one was on board. Well, I'm telling you, aside from the missing nautical equipment, it's a Mary Celeste story all over again. Don't panic. There's a perfectly good explanation. I'm not, pan I'm not panicking, but I get a little unnerved when I get sent on an assignment and there's no one here to sign my time card. We don't use time cards anymore. You know what I mean. I mean... Where, where is everybody? The police locked them out. The police? Apparently, the manager and some of the employees were smuggling contraband across state lines, and they got nailed. So the police put the place under lockdown and forced everyone out. So this is a crime scene? Is there any police tape anywhere? I don't see any. Any chalk figures framed on the door? No. Then it's probably not an official crime scene. What am I doing here? The corporation couldn't afford to shut down this office, so they needed someone to ban the phones. People are going to call here. They still have people with their valuables in transit. They will need to contact the office and find out where their stuff is. Well, what am I supposed to tell them? Tell them that someone will call. Who's going to call? There's no one here. The district manager is on his way. He should be there in a day or two. A day or two? Come on, it's an easy assignment. Good pay for doing very little. Just don't touch anything. Well, I'm going to have to touch the phone. I mean, don't touch anything you don't have to touch. You could corrupt the evidence. Why are the lights on at half mass? I mean, it's creepy in here. They decided to cut down on the power. They had security pull the fuses from the fuse box. They're using the backup lights. No need to have full power for just one person. Aye, Captain. We have to divert power to the forward thrusters, so life support's gonna take a wee bit of a dip. What was that? Nothing. You're quoting again. Was that Star Trek? No, I'm ad-libbing. Why do you do that? It gives me comfort. Well, settle in for the ride. You should be fine. But... The easiest $10 an hour you ever made. Ten? Oh, my other line's ringing. Gotta go. Fred. F Freddy. Don't you... Frederick! Great. Okay. So, I'm alone. <sighs> it's dark and creepy. Uh, let's investigate the scene of the... No, I mean, we'll just look around here. Uh-huh. I was walking through the lab late one night when it... Stop it! Just, just stop it! My imagination is running amok. Oh, 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 whoa, what's in here? Oh, must be the warehouse. 
It's huge and empty, just like that scene in Dracula. I'm alone in the castle! I'm alone in the castle! <laughs> I scared myself. That was really stupid. I am so glad nobody saw me do that. Okay, let's just calm down. There, I think I'm gonna pass out. I did that too fast. I gotta sit down. Okay, that's better. Oh boy, this is a nice desk. I wonder whose it is. There's a cup of coffee. That is really old coffee. Look at all the pictures. Oh, must be your family. Oh, that's a greeting card. <laughs> Let me read it. Yeah. My dearest Glenadine, oh. last night was very special. The moon was high, and so was our passion. Oh, whoa! Uh, <laughs> don't need to read any more of that. <laughs> Who knew they even made greeting cards like that? Well, that's a cute little cactus. Look at those little. Ow! Oh! Oh no! 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 Coffee all over the. I, I need. I need something. Tissues. Grab the tissues. Okay. Dab, 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 dab. Right there. Okay. That looks good. Good. Oh, they're gonna have to buy a new keyboard, though. <laughs> What's that? Hello? Shaggy? <laughs> Scooby-Doo? <laughs> ah! Oh. <laughs> um, hello, this is uh, PB and J. Logistics, yes, uh, hello, hello. All right, where is he? Uh, excuse me? I want to know what you've done with him. Who? Pepper Jack. What, the cheese? He's my dachshund. Your dog? You're, you're, you're calling a movie company about your dog. You were supposed to move him. I'm not sure, but I, I don't believe that we move livestock. He's not livestock, he's a dog. Well, livestock refers to animals, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that dogs fall under that category. Don't be such a smarty pants. I want to know what you've done with him. My furniture arrived yesterday, but no pepper jack. I'm not quite following you. Look, I left him in his dog carrier, and all you needed to do was load him up on the truck. Oh, no. I am so sorry. Uh, look, I, I don't know what to say. Look, you might want to call the moving company that you used. I am calling the moving company. You're the moving company. Right. Oh. Uh, I'll have my supervisor call you. I don't want anyone to call me. I want Pepper Jack. Well, I can't... I move around the world all the time. I know how this works. How long have you been in this business? Oh, this particular business, about 45 minutes now. Ah, a greenhorn. I'm on the phone with a greenhorn. A green? Listen to me carefully, Mr. Greenhorn. It's Bernie, actually. I am putting out an APB on Pepper Jack... And if anything happened to him, I am suing you and your moving company for every cent you've got. Well, at $10 an hour, you're not going to get very much, are you? <laughs> and so it begins. PB&J Logistics. Hello? Yes, hello. Who is this? Uh, but Bernie, who is this? Bernie who? Felger, B Bernie Felger. Who is Bernie Felger? I'm Bernie Felger. Who are you? Glenadine. Or I did. That name sounds familiar. What are you doing there? Well, I was hired to answer the phone. That was my job. I'm sorry. Do you know when they're going to allow us to get back in and get our stuff? I couldn't say. I mean, they told me the district manager was coming in in a day or two. Mr. Obler? Obler? That's his name? Well, it fits him, believe me. Well, I'll ask him when he gets here. Maybe you could do me a favor. What do you need? Well, my desk is the one closest to the warehouse. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're that Glenadine. What? You read it? No, no, no. I, I didn't read anything. I, I Look, I just got here. You're sure? Yeah, certain. Now, now, where is this alleged card? Sitting up in front of my potted cactus. The card with the black and white red lace? How did you know that? Did you read 
No, no, honest. It's just that, well, you know, black, white, and red lace tends to stick out. Could you just shove it in the drawer for me? Oh, I don't know. I'm not supposed to touch anything. It's a crime scene, you know. I know, but it's not like you're removing evidence. Well, I don't think I should. Please, no one would ever know. It would just be between you and me. Yeah, and Jeffrey. No, I didn't. I, well, I, I, not all of it. I mean, I, I started to, but I, I put it, I, I stopped. Please. I can't believe this. I am humiliated. I'm gonna die. Hello, hello, hello Glenadine, don't, don't die. I, I didn't read it. I'm a perfect gentleman. Could you pass the cornflakes? Here. What? You ate them all? I'm sorry, honey. I, I finished them up. So I see. I'll have a grapefruit then. Here you go. You still handling the phones at work by yourself? Oh, yeah. And the callers are not happy. This girl calls up and she's moving to Auburn College and she's waiting at the dorm and her stuff hasn't arrived. So I told her someone would call her. The next day, the dorm supervisor called, wanted to know when her stuff was going to arrive. I told him someone would call him. Well, the next day, the girl's father called. He's smoking under the collar, using all sorts of colorful metaphors. I had to tell him someone would call him. Well, the next day, the father's lawyer threatened with a lawsuit and possible criminal charges. I told him someone would call him. Whenever this Mr. Obler shows up, he's going to have his hands full. It's been a week and a half. I know. And I feel like the night watchman at Five Nights at Freddy's. I keep hearing weird noises coming from the warehouse area. Did you check it out? Well, I checked it out when I first got there. There was nothing in it. There was no lights. It's pitch black in there, and I really don't want to go back in there again. At least you're getting a paycheck out of it. Only $10 an hour. But added to your income, it, it helps. That's barely better than your unemployment. Well, with taxes, it's even less. Then you're just wasting your time. Well, not really. If this Mr. Obler does show up, I can slip him my resume. He's going to need to restaff the place, and he would be a good fit for me. If you can stop being silly long enough, he might actually consider hiring you. Penny, I am not silly. A serious guy doesn't burst out in silly voices and accents. I don't burst out. Especially that one voice that's really annoying. Fred Gwynn. No, no, you mean Edwin, not Fred Gwynn. Oh, well, excuse me. Fred Gwynn played Herman Munster on TV. Edwin was a radio comedian most noted for being the voice of the Mad Hatter in Disney's animated version of Alice in Wonderland. Well, during the interview, you'll need to hold back on the funny voices. I have never used a funny voice in an interview. I did, however, use it to get out of jury duty once. <laughs> I remember that. The defense attorney had me on the stand, and he asked me, he said, Mr. Felger, in your own words, would you tell the court the facts of the case as you understand them? And so I told him, yes, yes, I can. You see, the queen of hearts, she sold some tots, you know, on a summer's day. And the knave of hearts, he stole those tots, that nasty little knave. He just swept them clean away. I have never seen a lawyer unable to speak before. <laughs> He just stood there staring at me. <laughs> well, it worked. Judge dismissed me. <laughs> he threw you out of the court, pending his decision on whether he was going to charge you with contempt. Trust me, if I get an interview with Mr. Obler, I will not use that voice. With a name like that, he deserves a good, solid German voice. Ja, Herr Commander. You're hopeless. Why did you ever marry me? Our TV went out and you were the next best thing. So it wasn't love? <laughs> no, honey. It was for entertainment purposes only. PB&J Logistics, how may I help you? What have you done with my stuff? Sorry, but uh, you'll need to talk to the manager, and he is not here right now. Um, I can have him call you. I am not stupid. I realize that you were only the first line of defense and that you don't know anything, so... Let me talk to your supervisor. I would love to, ma'am. Believe me. But he is unavailable right now. Well, you better make him available because I am not hanging up until I talk with him. Okay, um, I'll just put you on hold while I go get him. I will not. You will leave this line open. I don't want you taking any more calls until I get through to someone. Right, an open line. 
All right, I'm just going to set the headset on the desk while I go and get him away from his very important meeting. Fine, I will wait. Okay, now what? I could just hang up on her, but she'll call right back. Think, 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 think. Uh, she needs to talk to someone that'll make her hang up. But I'm the only one here. Wait a minute. I shouldn't do this. Oh, yeah. I should. Hello? Hello, who is this, please? What? You don't know who you are? And they think I'm crazy. Oh, my tail and whiskers. I'm going to be late, you know. What is that? Well, I'm not too sure, but I think I can take a stab at it. It looks like a phone to me. How does it look on your side? Oh, you are insane. I'm calling the police. Have fun explaining that one. Oh, that wasn't in the warehouse. Okay, I'm going to lock myself in the office and call the police. Halt! I'm going to die right here, killed by what looks like the great pumpkin. Good grief. I am Obler. Of course you are. What an entrance. Nice to finally meet you, Mr. Obler. I've been waiting for you for such a long time. A week and a half, to be exact. I was detained. I know. Well, I have tried to keep the home fires burning until you... Fire! Got here. There is a fire? No, no, no. no. It, it, it's just an expression. You Americans and your expressions. What is wrong? Why are you looking at me that way? Well, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to stare, but I never actually seen someone who wears an eye patch and a monocle at the same time. I have an eye infection and the monocle is to help me focus. But you have them on the same eye. It, it is a right-handed monocle. It only fits the right side. But why wear- Never mind! Let us get going here. Aye, aye. Oops, I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. What is your name? I'm, I'm Bernie. Um, <clears throat> I am Bernie, Herr Obler. Reporting for duty. You are a silly man. Oh, right. I was going to try to watch that. I don't think I can work with you. No, no, wait, please. I, I do have a reputation as a bit of a whimsic, uh, a goofball. But I can be very reliable and serious most of the time. Very well. Come this way. Here we go. The Gestapo and the goofball. What? How dare you make light of that most horrific point in human history? You should never joke about that war and what it cost. You will show some respect for the people who suffered through that time. You're absolutely right. I, I apologize. It was very insensitive of me, and it won't happen again. That is better. We should have won that war. Come with me. Well, carefully, it's hard to see in this light or, or the lack of it. Come and see into the office. What is this on the desk? Uh, this is my resume. I, I thought since you were going to restaff, I would toss my hat in the ring. And what position are you applying for? Whatever you think I would qualify for. I don't know. You have too honest a face. Huh? Hello, PB&J Logistics. Who is this? Well, my name is Bernie. Um, how may I help you? You can't tell me when my stuff will arrive, you rotten excuse for a human being. I have been waiting for 17 days for my stuff to arrive. Wait, wait, hold, hold on. Let, let me get my manager. I have waited long enough. I am not going to put up with this. I he, demand... Here. I will not speak with him. He needs some answers. You give him the answers. Do you know who I am? Me? You want the job? Show me how you would deal with it. I don't stop acting when I hear it. Can I handle it in my own way? Impress me. I demand All right. Here goes. 
Hey, 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 what's the deal here? I'm sitting in my office eating a meatball sandwich when all of a sudden all hell breaks loose. I run out here, spilling marinara sauce on my clean white shirt. Everyone's jumping around saying there's this joker on the phone making a lot of noise. I told him, give me that phone. I'll deal with a bozo. So what's the problem? And it better be important. You have my stuff. I have your stuff. I came out to your house and I took your stuff. Don't Oh, now that's more like it. Do you have a name, a license number, tracking ID, anything like that? No. Well, now that makes my job harder, doesn't it? Uh, I suppose. You have a receipt? Yes. What's the number? AAM8964J. Got it. Now, I will go and look this up on my clipboard and then find the file. This is going to take some time. I will call you when I find it, probably tomorrow. Tomorrow? It is the best I can do. Take it or leave it. My lawyers are going to be all over you. Tell them to get in line. I've had a very bad year. Tomorrow. Hey, you work with me, I'll work with you. You cross me, I'll take you down. Tomorrow, then. All right, now i got to clean my shirt. How was that? That was remarkable. When can you start? Well, you'll need to work that out with Freddy, my agent at the church temps. Very well, I will speak with him. In the meantime, take these. What are those? The fuses for this place. Let's get the lights back on in here. Where's the fuse box? In the warehouse next to the door. I'm on it. And Bernie said, let there be light. Oh, oh, that's so much better. Whoa, where did all this stuff come from? This place was empty before, now it's packed to the gills. You can't even see the ceiling. <laughs> Mr. Obler, where did all that stuff- I spoke with Freddy, and you will be hired on the first thing on Monday. Really? That's great. What's the pay? A salary of 30,000 a year. <laughs> Three zero a year? That's perfect. That's great. Thank you. Here is a list of all the customers who are waiting for the stuff. I will send them an email telling them that their stuff has been located, and we will let them know when we will deliver it. Okay. There is a PDF file on the desktop. You will attach it to each email when you send it out. What's in it? Oh, just a legal disclaimer. You don't need to read it. Yeah, I, I don't follow legalese very well. Get those sent out so that should take you to the end of the day. Right away. Thank you again for giving me this opportunity. Just don't make me regret it. Hey, hey, honey. I got good news. I'm in here. We're going out to eat tonight. Oh, okay. I'll get my shoes on. Uh, better put on your fancy shoes. We're going out big to celebrate. Celebrate? What? I got hired on. I am now, or will be, next week, the official branch manager. Bernie, that's great. Your interview went well then. Oh, yeah, it went great. And you didn't have to use any funny voices? Uh, well, I maybe just one, but only really, really briefly. Oh, Bernie, you didn't. I had to. And he hired you anyway. He hired me because of it. He said it was remarkable. Really? Well, if he liked it. He loved it. It pays 30 grand a year. 30,000? Yeah, and with your teacher's salary, we, we should be doing okay. That's wonderful. I I'll get dressed. Where's the clicker? On the coffee table. Oh, yeah. B&J Logistics is in the news again. What? Only two weeks after arrests were made here in the local office of PB&J Logistics, the National Corporation has filed bankruptcy and will be closing all of its offices. you got to be kidding me. This closure will affect hundreds of employees nationwide. Why would they hire me on when they were shutting down? Hey, Penny, hold off on those shoes. I'm putting on a dress. Well, take it off. Why? They're closing down. Closing down? Who is? PB&J. They, they filed bankruptcy. What? 
Why would Obler hire you? I don't know. Another report of ransomware has affected thousands of corporate computers, mainly in the medical industry. Ransom? There is a new upgrade you can download to protect your computer. Oh. My. Gosh. It fits. Those weren't emails I was sending out. Honey, I could be in a lot of trouble. What? If I don't figure out something, I, I, I could end up in jail. Bernie! Sorry, Bernie is not here. Very well. Wait a minute. Who are you? I am your conscience. Nonsense. I don't have one. Oh, yes, you do. You, you tried to kill me. You neglected me. You starved me. You left me for dead. But I am still here. I didn't die. I am glad to hear it. But I did shrivel up. Smaller and smaller until all that is left of me is an eye. A single eye that is watching you. Never winking. Never blinking. Nonsense. You tried to cover me with a patch, but I'm not looking out. I'm looking into your soul. If you are just an eye, how is it you can talk with me? Oh. directly into your brain. I am your conscience, remember? I know what you are thinking. I know what you are doing. I am going through paperwork. You are planning to frame Bernie. How am I planning that? With all the stuff in the warehouse. How do you know about that? I am your conscience, remember? That is all the stuff you stole from the people you were supposed to move. No, that is not You are true. planning to ransom their own stuff back to them. And you plotted to frame poor Bernie for your heinous crime. You will never prove it. I planned it too carefully. I hid the stuff in the warehouse when he thought he was here alone. And now he is the one who sent out the ransom emails. It all falls back on him. Well, that about clears it up for me. How about you, officer? Yeah, that's a slam dunk as far as I can see. We have your confession all right here on digital audio. Book him, Dano. Hey, this is not funny. Well, I should say so. These are very serious charges. You have the right to remain silent. You have the right to an attorney. And so another arrest has been made at the local office of PB&J Logistics. Thanks in a big part to one brave man who went out of his way to help the police expose the ransom racket that is being run against the people who trusted the company with their personal belongings. And he is with me now. What is your name? Me? Oh, uh, I'm, I'm nobody. I'm just the temp. And so, he must move on to his next assignment, hoping that one day he will find the job, that special employer who will embrace him and adorn him with benefits as they open up an opportunity for full-time employment. Until then, he is destined to drift through the riptide of the corporate world as just a clump of flotsam and jutsam, known more freely as a temp. The Temp was written and directed by Michael Wilhelm. In the cast, you heard Michael Wilhelm as Bernie, Lorraine Knox as Penelope, Larry Bauer as the narrator, Jaden Moore as the guard, Ralph, and the policeman, Scott Kump as Fred and the nasty man, Bridget Bogdan as Glenadine and the television reporter, Teresa Bauer as the old woman, and Dennis Nichols as Obler. Audio engineering by Scott Kump. Live sound effects performed by Callie Swanigan and Josette Wilhelm. This has been a Double M production in affiliation with All for One Productions in Fort Wayne, Indiana. The Temp was recorded before a live audience. Hello, this is Michael Wilhelm out of character to ask a favor. Could you rate our show on whatever app, platform, or website you're listening to our show on? This would actually make our show more accessible to people who don't know about us. And if you really want to get on my good side... Could you write a review or post a comment? I appreciate any effort you make to get the word out there that the temp is online and it's a lot of fun. I hope you're enjoying the show. I promise there's more to come. Thank you. Today we're going to look at a game review, the Lord of the Rings Online. That's L-O-T-R-O for those in the know. The genre is MMORPG or Massive Multiplayer Online Role-Playing Game. 
You ever want to explore the world of The Hobbit or Fellowship of the Ring? Well, this game may be the closest you'll get. It's quite a fun romp into the world of J.R.R. Tolkien's Middle Earth. There's tons of content, and it seems to be growing. There's tons of both action and adventure as you strive to save Middle Earth from the evil that lurks all around. There is fighting, but it's not too bloody. There are, however, creepy creatures, like there were in the stories and movies. So keep that in mind. Most likely a bit of romance could be found here, but I've seen nothing out of line to this point. The bad guys have a cultish feel to them, but other than that, I don't see a lot of religion. Just good versus evil. There will be some alcohol use. There are taverns. Smoking is also mentioned. However, it shouldn't be out of hand. It's not that kind of world. I also have yet to have noticed any bad language. This game features a fairly decent gathering and crafting system, so those who like to craft their own armor and weapons, among other things, could find their chance here. On top of that, the music's got a great Celtic vibe. If you haven't guessed, I'm enjoying the game. I am currently playing it, so feel free to contact me if you want to play around with the guy who does this podcast. As far as ratings go, the basics are pretty clean. Best I can tell, but being an MMO, you deal with real-world players, which brings a different dynamic to it. With this in mind, let's give this a content warning of 3, or a G if this were Clean Fiction Magazine. To recap, Lord of the Rings Online, fun game, content warning of 3. For today's classic suggestion, I'd like to share with you Great Detectives of Old Time Radio with host Adam Graham. Several different detectives and several hours of free old-time radio entertainment, complete with commentary from Adam Graham, a friendly down-to-earth Christian author and commentator. It's definitely worth checking out. You can find it at greatdetectives.net. Fiction is great. It transports us to places we could never go. It gives us perspectives we would never know. And it teaches us lessons we need in life. However, fiction is not an end-all be-all. That is why every episode I try to have a non-fiction item for you to consider. Today's non-fiction is Wretched Radio. They have Wretched radio or they have wretched tv both are available at wretched.org that's wretched.org wretched is spelled w-r-e-t-c-h-e-d and let me tell you what you're going to find there important concepts and reminders from god's word witness encounters that show how to share the gospel of christ and some snarky fun along the way Host Todd Friel does a great job, and those who work with him are awesome as well. So check it out today. That's Wretched Radio, or Wretched TV, at wretched.org. On today's Gospel Moment, I'm going to turn the focus from those who need Christ to those who already know him. Some people struggle with how exactly to share your faith, and I just wanted to share an encouragement to you. It's this. If you want to share your faith, tell your story. There's only one way to heaven. It's Jesus. He does it all. But what you can do is share how you came to meet and trust Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to Life Truth Presents. Any extra information you need regarding links or anything else can be found in the show notes. Nathan Caldwell can be found at life-truth.com and is also a writer and reviewer for Clean Fiction Magazine, which can be found at cleanfictionmagazine.com. This is Nathan Caldwell, signing off.